Welcome to the Freight Game with Daryl and Steve. The first episode, we want to welcome everybody to join us. It's been a long journey. We got about 40 years combined experience. We've seen everything under the sun from trucks coming up missing to the equipment inside the trucks coming up missing to possibly even the wheels coming up missing. Just want to welcome everybody here. Got my partner, Steve Best. Steve, how you doing out there, man? Hey, man, we're doing all right. Appreciate you uh, kind of doing this with me. We kind of just decided to do this because we always have like conversations at the end of the day so i think this is going to be a lot of fun um you know we've gone way back i mean god 20 years now i think 20 we've been, years been friends and longer than that probably but you know we started back with uh emory air freight if anybody knows that name from back in the 90s and emory no menlo <laughs> changed a little changed UPS, a little bit of everything I mean, yeah ups yeah. changed a little bit of everything so just a little background me and steve we start off actually uh Working in the same department, um, I was actually probably one of the guys to help me train in the sales department. Um, talked about the same stuff we talk about now and after 4.30 when everyone leaves is what we used to talk about first thing in the morning to get our day started. Really nothing changed. Only thing that's changed is Big Steve now is the owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Back then, uh, we were both on level playing fields and both getting through college and ending college and starting our careers and uh, had a wet behind the ears, as they like to say it, I guess. So, you know, Daryl went on to uh, move on to another company and I moved to Charlotte and moved to Iowa and then moved back to Kansas City in uh, 2005. So um, at that time I started the company and, you know, six months later, I called my buddy Daryl and I was like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, well, it's funny about that story because we started off and we met, we were co-workers and then you started to own your own company, but when you start your own company, I was with another company and I was actually your account a manager over your company. That's true, I forgot. You, and, then, and then Eric took over the account after that, so that is funny. So, But yeah, so I called Daryl in May of 2006 and asked him if he would come and uh, work for me. And one of the only reasons why I did that, not only because I knew him, but because I was going on vacation. Uh, in June, I had a week-long vacation to Disney World playing with my wife and kids. and. Um, I'll let him tell you that story. Literally, literally the same <laughs> week. So my training consists of, if you know freight, you know, you can sit in front of a computer all day, you can push buttons, they can tell you exactly what you're supposed to do in certain instances. But realistically, the only way to learn freight is to jump in and, w and get your feet wet. You're going to get thrown curveballs, sliders, risers, sinkers, a little bit of everything, but that is the only way you can learn freight. So Steve hires me um, first week. Hey, Daryl, welcome to the company. Hey, I meant to tell you, I go out of town, I think Thursday, you know. <laughs> it wasn't much long after, that's for sure. So, hey, you know how many times I've done that though? since I've hired a bunch of people and I went on vacation like the very next week and I'm like, it's sink or swim and freight, man. You got to either survive or not. And so that's why we kind of called it the freight game a little bit because we kind of roll the dice um, a little bit about how, you know, we've gone about growing the company and when we go get rates for drivers or carriers, you know, it's like we always talk about roll the bones, you know, yeah. figure out the rate by just throwing them against the wall and hope something comes up good. So, But just to start where we're at right now, just to touch on where we're at right now from where we started. We started, in matter of fact, in about the size office that we're recording in right now. What was it? Yeah, about? Like it wasn't 10 by 8 or something. 12 by 12, maybe. <laughs> 12 by 12. And now this is our conference room, and we have a big <laughs> office. Uh, we have 13 employees, and uh, we're growing uh, steady over the last 15 years. We really haven't pressed the issue to try to become one of the biggest freight brokers out there, but we wanted to make sure we had... You know, good customer service and, and quality people. We have a very family atmosphere here, I would say. I mean, it's overall family. We all kind of get along real well. And, um, 
you know, have our beer bonus Fridays and Christmas parties, except for last year with the COVID deal. Uh, you know, we just try to make it as a family as we possibly can. So, so Steve, tell us a little bit about the transition from employee to becoming an owner. What was some of your drive? What were some of the things you've seen the market that made you say, you know what? Screw this, I'm gonna start my own business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a lot of people get to that point, I think, at some time, depending on their expertise and this industry especially. I think you see the cream of the crop rise to the top. I mean, we've got 17,000 brokers at last count. Um, I think a lot of people jumped in over the last two years because they think that they can get rich quick and they don't understand really what it takes. But for me as an employee, I just always, back even back when we were at Emory, I just, you know, you remember Tom. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> uh, um, unfortunately, I didn't get along real well with most of the managers because I felt like I knew more than them. And, and so I, I just went out on my own. I, I saw a, a need for the equipment, you know, especially medical equipment, like there was a need for that. And so that's what I started the company as, is medical equipment uh, shipping specialist. And that's what we continue to do today. And we've branched out a little bit, but that's, that's our core business. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people want to jump into this industry because they think it is an overnight, right. make a million like dollars. Money. Yeah, and, and it really takes a lot longer than that to build a book of business and to become successful. And I've seen and I've been talking to a lot of people recently that jumped in and they told me how hard it has been to even get someone to, you know, give them a chance, you know, especially during COVID and, you know, the last couple of years. But, you know, that's, so that's why I started. I wanted to help our customers, but I also wanted to create a family atmosphere, grow a company, leave a legacy maybe for my kids, even though right. neither one of my kids, neither one of my daughters right. really want to have anything to do with it. But My kids don't even show interest at all. I know, I've asked them, I've, <laughs> I've asked them a million times, like, man, they come up to the office, you, I mean, you've seen my kids, your kids have been here, and they just have no interest at it at all. But that's okay, I mean, we, we've still grown a pretty good company, and uh, we continue to do this for as long as we can, and, and I enjoy it. That's the biggest thing. I have a passion for freight, and that's I think the most successful people in this industry have a passion for it because you can't do this job every day for 15, 20 years like we have that you don't have a passion. You know, if you don't have a passion, you won't survive. And we've seen people come and go. I mean, how many people have I hired and yeah. fired and then left or quit or whatever? I mean, there's been a lot of people come through the doors. And I think I think I heard a stat the other day of only like 5% of people that you hire in this industry stick around. This industry is a real tricky industry. One thing about this industry, you can't just jump right into it and expect you're going to know everything. You're not going to know anything. If you're green coming into this industry, you're not going to know anything. You have to learn everything. You have to pretty much wipe your mind clean and, and start with a clean slate. Be willing to just learn. Yeah. Everything is a learning experience. 15, I've been here for 15 years. In May, Emory, like, Yeah, in May, 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 15, yeah. nice. Was with Emory about five years, and still to this day, I still learn stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's that's part of being a small business, anyway. Like you know, I've seen everything from us dibbling, dabbling, trying to make flyers, and just here recently, you actually tried to become an owner operator. You actually yeah. dibbled and dabbled in that. Tell us about yeah, that. How shoot. did that work out? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> so you went from a desk to behind the steering wheel. Well, I mean, I wasn't driving all the time. I definitely didn't want to do that. That was for sure. But you know, hiring a driver and trying to have a truck, I thought you know that would be a good idea because you know we were having trouble with some of our carriers. We wanted to 
maybe do our own thing and you know we did it for a couple years and then COVID hit unfortunately in June we had a, a pretty bad accident and truck got totaled but the business was also not there with COVID so it was yeah. kind of one of those teams where we just kind shut it down yeah blessing in disguise yeah, <laughs> almost I, I was glad that you know Scott didn't get hurt and uh, any worse than he was and then that nothing else happened with anything but you know it was kind of a blessing in disguise we were just able to close that down but I tell you what I know what that taught me is that I don't have the skin or the will with to do that to be a freight broker owner is one thing to be a carrier owner is a completely different thing you have to have no kind of thoughts about because i'd go to sleep at night and not be able to sleep because i yeah. you know i was worried about my driver and not that i don't worry about the drivers we hire but it's a difference when the guy you know you're hiring is your friend and also you know that you're an employee and you're worried about whether or not you know he's gonna make it to his destination you know? right. so that to me I, I couldn't even imagine having 10 trucks my parents and in fact this is one of the things i was going to share too is my parents owned their own trucking company when i was a kid they had 13 drivers at one time and you know one of their guys on i mean several of their parents had 13 drivers so you like a so you like a like a like a a birth freak. <laughs> well, it was in my blood. It was definitely in my blood. Right. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, my dad passed away when I was 18, and um, my stepdad passed away when I was 18 of ALS, and my mom had to sell the company, or I probably would have been involved in that probably yeah. from the get go. But for me, I wanted a peace of mind to go to sleep and know I'm not worrying about someone. So that was, like you said, a blessing in disguise. About me and why I started, and you know, and then we started the podcast, The Freight Game, and we're really excited about it. Hope that you guys will get some learning out of this. But you know, I wanted to hear a little bit about how Daryl got involved in, because I really, to be honest with you, know him for 20 years, and I don't even know why he got the job at Emory. You know, because we were like 22 years old. Yeah, okay, no dude. So I got into the Freight Game. Um, basically, I was doing outdoor sales. It was cold. I was selling security systems. <laughs> It really sucked, you know. Yeah. But uh, mom, she used to be uh, customer service at Emory Worldwide at a particular time. She said, hey, I got a cool job for you. Long story short, fast forward, I got the job, customer service department. And it's funny because Steve, your wife, Laura, actually was the one that trained me yeah. in this particular uh, area we was in. So it worked out real good. I do remember being in this training class for like six weeks, seven weeks, something crazy, man. It was, it was as much, as long as we was in that training class, when I touched the floor, all of that went out the window because none of that mattered. Right. <laughs> well, I, mean, I tell you, they did a good job of training. They did an excellent them. job. Yeah. They and it's funny that job. Laura is now here working with us. Now there's more, so together. we're still <laughs> here. <laughs> so yeah. 20 something years later, still Daryl, Steve, and Laura. But we see everything up under the sun when it comes to freight. I mean, Steve has his book of business, has an excellent book of business, uh, great great book of business I have my book of business all of our customers are pretty diverse obviously uh, we, we do everything from general commodities medical equipment equipment used equipment new equipment a little bit of everything just yesterday um, I was telling Steve this cool uh, athletic gear yeah uh, called football, yeah football, football flippers, stuff. man it's like man you could go buy a tire and do the that, same yeah. thing <laughs> i thought it was the coolest thing ever too i seen it was 2900 dollars for a sled yeah. like jesus and you know you can go out and get a tire and <laughs> do the same thing like they did when we were younger back in the day man you didn't have all that cool stuff but yeah that's one of the reasons actually i mentioned you know my passion but when i was doing outside sales for emory back in the day it was really cool just to go to the warehouses 
when you'd walk in and they'd be like, hey, let me give you a tour and you get to walk around and see how mm -hmm. stuff is made. You know, like I think one of the coolest things is when we get pictures of freight every day that someone's shipping and we're like, dude, that's cool. You know, oh, that's nice. That's pretty cool. What are people like on your outside sales? I never got a chance to do the outside sales. So when you actually hear a person over the phone, like an R. Haber type of guy, right. everyone knows, you know R. Haber from the yeah. IBM days. He sounds like the meanest guy ever. But when I actually seen the guy, little guy yeah. so is it's, that funny. The... <laughs> it's really funny yeah but you know what i was 23 24 years old when i was doing outside sales so i was green i was i was so green and i, I was selling to 40 year old guys like us in big territory too yeah right? exactly charlotte, in charlotte and so it was crazy they'd walk into a warehouse with a guy that's 50 years old and you're 24 trying to talk stuff you know trying to come up with something to talk about like it's so much easier to do it over the phone because you can persona whatever you want but when you're in face to face and you got this young no hair on your face you know know it all yeah, you know yeah. Steve, he knows everything <laughs> not when it came to freight back then i was just walking in scared to death but uh no i mean it was cool i mean i liked it like i said because you walk into a warehouse ingersoll Rand was one of my big accounts in charlotte and they shipped big huge compressors and you got to watch that stuff make i, I saw diesel axles you know one of was one of my customers and i had another customer ship uh, imported socks you know from overseas so it's just that that's the really cool thing about the industry if you're ever you know not or you don't know anything about it you know like just seeing all the different stuff that gets made in the world without transportation logistics freight brokers carriers there would be nothing in this world you wouldn't have food you wouldn't have gas you wouldn't have anything on the shelves so that's right that's what's cool about the industry Freight game and Daryl and Steve. Uh, one couple of deals I want to kind of touch on is uh, Steve. Let's talk about what you're seeing nowadays uh, with COVID, um, the change in the market, uh, the market pricing right now is definitely a driver's market. Um, where's some of the rates? What's some of the rates you're seeing nowadays? Shoot, man, I tell you, pretty man. affordable. Or what? <laughs> affordable, man. Four or five bucks a mile, man. This is right. I can't believe I got rid of my truck. Man. It's making a killing right now. But no, seriously. Uh, I think in the future right now, I think COVID accelerated the need for technology and for the speed, which is what we built our company on. We reply to emails faster than anybody. You can get a hold of us on the phone at any time. But, you know, the technology part of it is huge. And so we're seeing a big switch of that. And we created an app um, that's going to allow drivers and, and customers to communicate without us really even having to be involved. And now we're getting some new rating software. Our website's being redesigned, rebranding. So, you know, we wanted to do this podcast, one, just to kind of share some funny stories and things like that. But we'll teach some things, but we're not going to get super boring. We're not going to make it super long, maybe 20 minutes, so you can listen to it on your ride home. Um, you know, Daryl and I, like I said, we kind of go back and forth every day, and we might talk a little sports. And Chiefs got a big game this weekend coming up, but a little bit, you know, we'll a little see bit. It's kind goes. of a big game. Yeah, I mean, this won't come out till Tuesday, <laughs> so hopefully, when this airs, it'll actually uh, be a win for the Chiefs. And, and Daryl's a big Raiders fan, so we go back and forth about that. But that's kind of what our story is. The freight game with Daryl and Steve. Now, Steve, I will say you do study the market to the point you come up with some pretty neat concepts like for example you came up you were speaking with me about a possible app that connects drivers with freights probably about two years prior to you actually getting started on the app and for me watching you go through the development of the app to bam uber freight commercial <laughs> airs uber freight yeah, I kinda like took this, it really took the sales right out from underneath my wings, to be honest with you, because I was really thinking we had something special that was going to change the industry. And we're still working on it. I still think we do have a, I think our knowledge of 20 years is better than Uber Freight's knowledge currently, because they just 
basically brought a bunch of guys into no IT. They don't know right. freight. We know freight, and we've been doing it for so long that we know how to move freight like no one else does. And so I think a lot of these people who do podcasts or talk about freight, they give away secrets that we don't want to give away because we know some things people don't know. But I want to get it to where everybody is on the same playing field. You know, I mentioned earlier we had 17,000 brokers in this industry. It's way too fragmented. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of one of the problems. You call a customer and they're like, oh, yeah, 20 people called me today. Well, what differentiates us versus anybody else? And I think we have some special things here with people and, and technology and speed of the game. But, you know, we the free game part of it, you know, is the biggest thing. I want to win. And so I want to create something right. that is game-changing in the industry. And so that's why I like the game. I mean, we love the game or we wouldn't be in it, you know. So... I think the industry in the future is going that direction, more technology-based, but I think a lot of the specialty stuff that we do is not going to be able to be do, uh, you know, done on an app. Uh, you know, even with the new developments coming out, the new software, the new online, et cetera, you'd be surprised how many customers actually still enjoy working with smaller brokers because they can pick the phone up and call you. Yeah, exactly. You know? And actually, no, I think some of the points when we're actually selling customers. One of the points I actually put out there, particularly when the customers say, I've got two, three, you know, I've had two, three of these calls already a day. One thing I can always tell them is I, I got over 20 years experience in this. There's nothing you can throw in my direction I haven't seen. Right. You know, there's nothing I could tell you that you're probably not too familiar with, you know? Right. So I really think that the advantage that two people that actually understand the freight it will, will forever be well in this industry right. you know? I, I always love it when the guy you call up he's like the old freight dog you know and he thinks he oh, knows dude. everything and he's like gonna tell you something you've not heard or something <laughs> like, i always love that guy but you know it, it is interesting that you know i think there is a place for everybody in this industry but there are so many people jumping into the industry thinking they're going to make a million bucks or that they're going to be successful but they don't have the passion for it they're doing it because they of the money yeah and the money can be really good don't get me wrong but I think people do it for the wrong reason. They get burnt out. And this industry will chew you up, eat you, and spit you back out before you even say hello. So, you know, it's like one of those things where you just need to be passionate about it, you know. And so that's what Daryl and I have been doing it for so long that we wouldn't still be doing it if we didn't like this. So, but, yeah, we appreciate you uh, taking a listen today. And uh, we'll be having a podcast every other week. Uh, we're going to put them out on Tuesdays at 4 o'clock Central Time. Uh, give it to you so you can have it for your drive home at night. Listen to us uh, talk about what happened during the last couple of weeks, uh, what's going on in the industry, uh, what was the big news story of the week, and possibly, you know, maybe some of the cool stuff that we shipped during the week. So You've heard from the boss man himself, the freight game with Daryl and Steve. We look forward to you next week. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Oh,